Will we see self-driving cars on our roads and highways anytime soon? Or is the technology stuck in the hype cycle? Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Bowman, Editor-in-Chief of Supply Chain Brain. And this is the Supply Chain Brain Podcast. The news about self-driving cars seems to consist of either starry-eyed predictions about their imminent arrival or stories of fatal accidents caused by autonomous vehicles that shouldn't be on the road. Today, we'll take a reasoned look at the actual progress of the technology. My guest is Dr. Lele Shinohara, Vice President of Research and Development with RoboSense. He has helped to pioneer LiDAR technology, a method for measuring the distance to a target by firing rapid pulses of laser light instead of radio or sound waves. We'll learn how far the technology has come, what obstacles remain to full deployment, what kind of additional infrastructure will be required, and when we might actually experience self-driving cars and trucks as an everyday phenomenon on the nation's streets and interstates. So here is my conversation with Lele Shinohara. Dr. Lele Shinohara, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Where are we right now with regard to the development of self-driving cars? How advanced is the technology? Uh, recently, we do see uh, quite a lot of development and on the autonomous driving, especially since this year, we do see from a lot of the uh, technical companies and the technical giants and a lot of the startups also doing uh, something in this field. And the OEM, especially the OEM, so in the past, we do see a lot of OEMs, they are mentioned a lot of uh, things about autonomous driving. But this year, we do see uh, there are one the common and the understanding for all the different the OEMs. They are doing and the technology, they're taking more careful about the safety. So because this is what I, I'm really feel the feeling this year when I was discussing with the OEMs, and with the uh, company doing the autonomous driving, the first thing they are taking care of is about uh, the functional safety. They are taking up, uh, about uh, the quality of the detection, the quality of the technology, make sure the autonomous driving vehicles on the road are safer than the human drivers. So then they, because this is really uh, the first uh, the priority for the autonomous driving. They, well, I do see from the, this year, there are so many, the company are really taking care of the uh, safety into into their the first priority. Well, what needs to be done? I mean, what would you say is the key to further improvement and greater reliability of self-driving cars? The number one thing that has to be addressed to ensure the safety, because the first the most important thing is the perception, or we say is the uh, the detection, because. And the detection and around the perception is the first step for the autonomous driving vehicles to understanding the surrounding environment. So this is why recently we do get a lot of the requirements from the customers to our lidar sensors because we know until now so far there are the traditional sensors including the, the radars, including the front cameras. But and both the radar and the cameras, they are awesome for uh, the uh, some advanced ADAS system. But 
is still the lacking of something is in let's say in ninety percent or ninety nine percent of the time the camera and the radar they are able to uh, do a very good job. Um, but mm-hmm. there are still uh, lacking of the maybe the the, uh, the one percent of the time, and this is the uh, this kind of time the camera and the radar is not able to handle. So then, uh, for those time, the lidar is uh, a sensor which how to uh, use the for um, because the uh, autonomous driving. So it's really is a system a car a system is on the road is instead of the human being to uh, take care of the driving activity. Therefore. It has to make sure a uh, closely to a one hundred percent the safety, something like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of detectability. This is the needed. So, mm-hmm. uh, the, I remember the, in the before I I read it. The I remember the name is a brand from the Google. So then he was mentioned. So then and the lidar is really really is important for taking care of the last the. Uh, decimal is zero point nine 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 percent of the let's say the reliability. So then mm-hmm. to do that, and we needed to have the system to have uh, the three uh, the different sensor to do a fusion. So then and to to find out the some of the case some of the extreme case and the, the camera and the radar is not able to take care of the detection. The still have the uh, um, uh, the lidar to be a backup to be the redundancy to do this uh, this task. Therefore, mm-hmm. uh, the most important thing for the perception push for the automatic driving is the perception, and the perception do need uh, additional the lidar sensor to or take uh, to make sure the detect the detection is hundred percent accurate. This is the one thing. There is another thing. Uh, also, recently, since the last year, uh, we do see it's uh, for example the intelligent uh, the road. The intelligent road is means. And there are the sensors not set up on the car. It's rather it's put on the roadside. So mm. uh, put, when you put the uh, sensor, the, the lidar, the camera on the road, it's uh, monitor the traffic on the road in the, in the real time, and it gets those kind of the kind of dynamic map. So then the dynamic map can be updated in the uh, second or even the millisecond time frame. So then those data can go through sending through the uh, network, through the V2X network to the vehicle. So then this is why also we do see in 2019, the uh, 5G network for the autonomous driving industry are, are very popular because um, the 5G network has a very, very the small latency, just a couple of milliseconds of the latency. So then after you do the, uh, the detection, you do the calculation on the edge computing and then and the, all the, the, the results can directly immediately send to the vehicle. Even the vehicle, you do not have a very rich sensor set. It still can get a very a good the, the information about the surroundings. So this is also a very important thing for the autonomous driving. Explain to me about LiDAR technology. As I understand it, it utilizes lasers instead of radio and sound waves to detect objects. Is that correct? Uh, yes, exactly. That is correct. The detection... And uh, for the uh, object, for the distance, there is a, uh, we call it a time of the flight detection. The time of flight detection is uh, it's very similar as the, ra- the radar or the sonar. So then the LiDAR is the, the uh, same, the same. The only difference is that the LiDAR is sending a part of the laser beam and to the target. So then we got the collecting and the reflection light from the target to uh, detect the distance. The lidar, the, uh, uh, the very good thing for the lidar is because the speed of the light is very, very is fast. 
So then, therefore, we send out a, a, a parse and get it back. It's uh, normally it's taking something like uh, the microsecond. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. when it's in a very, very short uh, the, uh, time, so the microsecond of time, we get uh, the detection immediately. Therefore, uh, the, for the distance detection, and using a LIDAR, it's very accurate. Unlike uh, the, the, the sonar, so we do, we know the parking, we're using the sonar for the parking. It's also it's sending um, the sound wave and then detect the reflected uh, the uh, sound waves. But uh, the sound is normally is because the speed of sound is quite slow. So then therefore yeah. this is why we only able to walk in a very slow speed. So then, but the LiDAR, we can walk in at any speed, the high speed, the low speed, it doesn't matter. But both of these technologies are detecting the presence of objects, but are they also detecting the nature of what those objects are? Like, for instance, being able to distinguish a billboard from the side of a truck or a person from a bicycle or a lamppost and the like. What's allowing these cars to tell what exactly it is that's in their way? Exactly. So the, um, the detection is basically, uh, we see the detection in two steps. What is it to detect? To detect is it, it means so then if there are something uh, so in front of the car for for example so then it is, so then it, this time is only to detect a, a kind of the obstacle but uh, the car don't know if it's well, let's say if it's a uh, people laying on the ground or it's just uh, let's say a tire or some kind of the the board is on the uh, road. This is the first step for the detection. It's quite important for the uh, for the vehicle know there are something in front. So then. Uh, for the autonomous driving and to do the classification is uh, very, very important. So then this is uh, what we're using, um, the, uh, the signal processing and the technology mm-hmm. to tell if the object is a car or a truck or a pedestrian or uh, so someone is uh, taking uh, a bicycle and, or it's a uh, people standing there to uh, maybe a, a, a poor is on the uh, roadside. So then this is uh, something which is very important for uh, the vehicle to understand. Therefore, this is also uh, what uh, uh, we are uh, very uh, put a lot of effort to do is uh, we call it the smart lighter sensor. The smart mm-hmm. lighter sensor is, uh, is using the AI technology to distinguish and uh, different t- type of the object, different type of the obstacle uh, to tell, not only to tell there are something, and also to tell there is what kind of the uh, object it is, and also what kind of the, the dynamic status it is. So if, if it's moving, or if it's just standing still, or if it's just parked there. So then this is, those, all those information are very important for the autonomous driving. A lot of people are more concerned about the prospect of self-driving trucks than they are self-driving cars. Well, naturally, because they're bigger, because they can cause more damage and the like. But is it the same technology? Are we just as advanced going toward self-driving trucks, or will that take longer for any reason? So then basically, the, the self-driving truck and self-driving cars, they are uh, all using the same technology. So then, why recently um, the self-driving trucks are more popular, or is the people say is it more easier to uh, get into the uh, mass production or the uh, uh, industrialized? So because the, the self-driving cars is have the passenger inside of the car. So then, therefore, there are a, another very important aspect is the comfortability of the driving. So then, we know that human drivers is normally is we start the car very softly, and we uh, even we do the, the emergency brake. It's uh, so then it's only in a very very extreme case. 
So then, for example, recently I do uh, uh, test it on some of the, the not the self-driving cars, but the, it's the level two, so the uh, ADAS system. So if the car is driven by uh, itself, it's on the highway. But it's sometimes I do not feel very comfortable. It's the, the acceleration and the deceleration is very, it's very sudden. It's just uh, not driving very, let's say, like a human drivers. So then mm-hmm. this is the uh, comfortability. So then, but for the for the self-driving trucks, it's uh, it's not you, you, normally we don't really need to care about uh, the comfortability. We only need to care about the safety. So uh, the other is uh, the thing very important for the self-driving trucks is because uh, we do we do see the uh, the trucks uh, the uh, drivers they are driving um the maybe the a whole day long eight hours uh, the every day. Uh, therefore, it's uh, for for the people for the drivers. With the, over the truck drivers, there are a lot of st- stress on the driving. Therefore, is uh, how to free the driver from this uh, the boring the uh, driving activity, the long driving activity. This is also a very important and very let's say and a lot of the of the trucks operators they are looking uh, forward to. So then, mm-hmm. therefore, the self-driving trucks, there are much, much more or the, uh, the company or the operators are, uh, wanted to have that uh, doing autonomously. You talk about the intelligence of the road. Do you believe that the placement of sensors, the preparation of roadside sensors and the like, are absolutely essential to the advancing of self-driving tr- uh, car and truck technology? Must that happen before we'll see the widespread use of these vehicles? So then to get the intelligent road, this is um, the very important for the, uh, let's say, to, put, to create a very the autonomous dri- driving friendly infrastructure. So then uh, at the very beginning, because uh, even including the LiDAR sensors, so then the, the detectability or the, the safety for the sensors, Maybe there are still some of the limitations. So then, therefore, at the very beginning, we need to make sure enough the redundancy to, or to do, to do the autonomous driving safely, to do the detection and uh, more accurately. So then, therefore, a very, very autonomous driving, the friendly infrastructure is very important. So then, therefore, I do see the, let's say, this, um, the intelligent road in China is there are a couple of the city try to do this kind of deployment. But of course, it's, it will be not so, so get, so get ready so soon. But also, and there is also another thing I do see is in Japan towards to the, uh, uh, Olympic 2020 next year. So the, uh, the government put a lot of effort on a kind of the semi dynamic map. It's, which means you do not put a, a too much, the, a lot of the sensor on the roadside, but it's using a mobile, or uh, let's say the map, the mapping, the service to be able to create a kind of the every second or every couple of seconds, the uh, dynamic maps. So then this map is uh, normally is for the autonomous driving cars. It can use uh, in the range of a couple of kilometers. So then the car can know uh, what happens on the road in couple of kilometers away. So then in combination of the sensors on the car to be able to detect a couple hundred meters, then this is also a pretty good combination already. What is your realistic timetable, your realistic appraisal as to when we might actually see autonomous or self-driving cars be sort of an everyday thing on the roads of this country? This is a quite a difficult question to answer because it's, uh, we do see the recently the uh, autonomous driving, so we, uh, the, we put it into the different stage. 
and based on the also based on the SAE's uh, category. So we have the the level three, so the level four, level five, the so autonomous driving, and also license than level three. So then this is the kind of the uh, advanced driver. Uh, the driving assistance system, so then the ADAS system, so then the level two and level one. So this is uh, what we recently we quite uh, uh, hear a lot is about the level two plus uh, or the level 2.5 and all the mm -hmm. level three autonomous driving cars. So the, and to get the fully the autonomous driving without the, uh, the driver and or even the before the, the people say or the market says they are the, the cars without without the uh, driving wheels. So then, and this is uh, still have uh, quite a long time to go to get really the level five with the fully automation. And so now the, the which I do see uh, maybe the next year end of 2020 or or uh, more let's say more realistic is in 2021 2022. There are some of the companies, some of the OEMs, some cars they are getting ready for the level three the autonomy. The level three autonomy is that in most cases, uh, or in, in some of the defined cases, the car can drive automatically. For example, the traffic jam pilot, this is one of the level three the autonomous driving feature. It means in the low speed and the, the, during, during the traffic jam. So then the vehicle can uh, follow the, uh, the, the vehicle in front during the autonomous driving. So then the highway pilot is also another the uh, level three the autonomous driving the feature. So then, mm -hmm. which means in the uh, in the highway the driving um, the scenario. So then uh, you set up the destination the destination. So you set up the time the speed limit. The car can drive uh, under this condition. So then when the when the weather is very good, so the when the system is able to uh, detect safety enough, so then the car can drive autonomously. Those kind mm -hmm. of the feature. Uh, we do see it's, uh, uh, it will be uh, available in 2021. So, but there is another, uh, very important thing is, the, let's say, if the traffic law, if the regulation is allowed, uh, this kind of the autonomous driving features to used on the public road. This is still until now. I did not say this happened neither in USA, in Europe, in China. So then this is still not yet ready. We could be years out from actually seeing this like up to the top level of, of the technology and the optimal use of the technology. Are we even talking about within the next decade where it becomes a fully ubiquitous thing? Uh, yes, that is uh, definitely sure. So then we do say so. So uh, the when and uh, let's say the, uh, the, the law or when the regulation is uh, allowed, there will be uh, the, a lot of the cars with this kind of the semi-automated driving features will be available on the road. So then, because, and uh, I think you may know, so uh, the Audi A8, so then since last year, they already uh, established the, the autonomous driving hardware and the, the software is ready. Uh, there are the, they are using the LiDAR in their the mass production vehicle as well. So the, mm -hmm. but it's only the thing is, uh, and the regulation is not do not allow this feature to be unlocked to be really used. Well, okay, uh, it sounds like in the next couple of years we're certainly going to see more of this, but it could take longer before we see the full application of it. And I guess it's not just a 
question of technology. It's also psychology and, and public acceptance of this. But in the meantime, uh, Dr. Lele Shinohara of RoboSense, I want to thank you so much for helping to bring us up to date on the state of autonomous or self-driving car technology and where it might be going in the future. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you very much. That was my conversation with Dr. Lele Shinohara of RoboSense, talking about the coming of self-driving cars and trucks. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com, where we post a new episode of this podcast for streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read my Think Tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter, at SCBrain. You can also download or subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Got any comments or suggestions on this or any episode? Email me at rbowman at supplychainbrain.com. See you next time.